All right, this is a uh, solo episode uh, with just me, your host, Joe Kim. Um, Ellen is actually um, in the States uh, for some family stuff. So, um, yeah, she's over there. Um, it's just me and Pongi for a few weeks. Um, so, actually, yeah, I'm having to adjust to that because I'm having to come home and take him out. Um, luckily, I, you know, my job is pretty flexible where I'm allowed to do that. And it is, yeah, actually really nice just to come home, get away from my office is literally in a cave. It's like an old World War II bunker that the Japanese used. And then I guess, yeah, the U.S. took over eventually. And yeah, it's literally a cave. So we have no windows and... It's cold in the wintertime in there, and I've asked for to get heaters, but because of government bureaucracy, I cannot get a heater. We don't even have water, like drinking water. We have to drink out of our medical sink, which I eventually thought to myself is crazy, so I'm starting to bring my own water to work. Anyways, um... Yeah, I uh, come home and take him out a little bit. Um, yeah, and I'll eat lunch sometimes. Sometimes I'll get a quick workout in. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's actually pretty nice. I can definitely feel that Pungi is becoming more whiny though, because he's not consistently with someone. Usually in San Diego, he was with uh, Ellen going to uh, Petco. He was interacting with dogs and all, you know all, all these humans. Um, every day pretty much now uh, he's not even interacting with anyone for yeah for most of the day so he's still a good he's he doesn't get super crazy but hopefully it's good for him to try to learn that it's okay to be alone um so i got um i'm proud to say that i've got a traffic ticket in uh, now the two countries I've lived in, the U.S. and uh, Japan. I, you know, I sometimes feel life is sometimes kind of a, I mean, I think about it sort of in like a probability way. Like, you know, there's, you know, always a chance of getting this or that traffic ticket. It's all just, it's all like, you know, the odds, you're kind of just playing the odds with all this stuff, you know, like even mortality and death, like you, you, you never know, like could happen, you know, traffic ticket could happen. Um, so I was, uh, yeah, so I, at the beginning I was like, I mean, traffic here or, or driving here is, I don't know, we know some of the basic rules, but we went through some stuff. We went through like literally maybe like a 30 slide PowerPoint and then were tested on literally the answers were just given on that PowerPoint. So if you just looked at the PowerPoint and then took the test, you were good. And then the driving test was literally a technicality, they said pretty much. They're 
you know, as long as you didn't, like, hit someone or, yeah, I don't know, like, hit a cat or something, then you, you're good to go. So, um, yeah, driving here is pretty crazy. I mean, the roads are narrow. Uh, some streets are two ways, but there's only room for one car. Um, what else? Some of the, uh, uh, and, you know, just some of the, the pedestrians. Like, pedestrians follow the rules a lot, but uh, there's just so many of them sometimes. Um, and... I don't. I still don't know some of the rules. Sometimes I, I watch people and I'm like, "Is that? Is that? You know, people are going like driving over small little bump, like small little mediums, um, or medians in the in the middle of the road. Uh, they're like driving over that to take a left into some parking lot, and it seems like that median is there to block people from doing that. But people will just do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I still don't know. I don't know what's going on. So, you know, we've tried to be safe and, you know, follow the rules and stuff like that. For the most part, it's been fine. But this day, I was, the base traffic can be pretty, uh, any military base will have a lot of traffic because uh, they have to control the, there's only, a, it's bottlenecked at the gate. Uh, there's always a gate. So um, there's always going to be a bottleneck there. So this day, I was, you know, struggling is just waiting in line basically out of the gate to get to the next light and the next light comes and it's you know i'm sort of at the the tail end of the of you know the the line where i know it's gonna be you know i may not make this light so i start heading out i'm gonna take a right turn but i can take a right or a left to get back home but the right turn is a little bit just a little bit faster so i wanted to take the right turn i was prepared i was like in the middle of the road and i you know the light has already turned from green to yellow and it's going to turn red so i'm i have to make a decision am i just going to stay here but this i just was in, not in a good position so i quickly made the decision to take to take the left um and uh take that road so i make the left but that was like the uh, the crosswalk was going and it was green and that was even blinking down uh and uh, i guess you know someone i did see someone on the uh like ready to cross it could be, but he was running he was also late so i had to make that quick decision because i was in the middle of the road to take that left i saw him but i knew he wasn't he wasn't even at the crosswalk yet. He was like running towards the crosswalk. And so I I just, I kind of, you know, pushed it and um, yeah, revved a little and uh, had to quickly kind of make it past because we were, it was just not a good situation for me to be in the middle of the road. So I go and then um, I'm starting to drive. Everything's good. And then a, a car you know is right next to me is riding next to me and he you know it's a police car and I'm like oh my god what happened because you know I didn't really think it was I didn't think I was being unsafe I was I just I sort of had to make a decision at that point and I thought I I saw the guy and I made the calculated decision oh I, I can I can zoom past he's not even close to me I'm all good and he can still make it past as well but the cop you know, asked me, you know, in, in his gestures, pull down my window. I pull it down. He's like, you, 
Traffic violation. And I'm like, oh my god, it's happening. And I guess, mind you, I've had violations. I don't know, I've just had... I'm. I guess I'm not a good driver. I was going to say, I'm, I think I'm a good driver, but <laughs> but I guess I'm not a good driver because I've gotten tickets in, in the States. I think most of them were just speeding. I, I, I think I get really impatient, um, and I I just want to get to my destination. So, I yeah, I've, you know, I've sped, and I'm very aware of what's around me, but there's been times, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I was just speeding too much. Anyways... Um, yeah, so he pulls me over, and this is my first time, you know. So, and they and they don't speak that much English. These these two cops, and it was just this weird thing. I mean, this this Japanese cop was just a combination of sort of that stereotypical Japanese politeness, but then he had this sort of po- a little bit of a power trip at the same time. So my mind was just, I didn't know what to I didn't know how to deal with this kind of personality and. And he didn't speak English, so or you know, very very broken. So just using one more thing, it's like you traffic violation, and I don't know. Usually Japanese people are like, <laughs> I feel like sometimes even if you're the one, if you didn't even make the mistake, you say sorry. In in typically in Japan, just the way the culture is, but there was none of that here, obviously. Um, so he. He um, gives me a ticket. He sh- he shows me what's on a piece of paper. What happened? You know, he draws in like a little stick figure at the front of the crosswalk. And you know, usually in in the states, I don't necessarily I don't get mad, but I do try to um, understand what the cop is saying, and I do try to communicate. Oh, this was my thought process, and you know, maybe I try to, maybe I don't think I was wrong, or maybe I I do know I was wrong, but that I explained my. Pro- thought process and that I wasn't intentionally trying to put people in harm's way but you know I I couldn't communicate any of this I'm like oh yeah I I, you know I didn't you know I saw the guy but he was very far away um I had to make a decision you know this complex sort of thought process and obviously and I realized halfway through my explanation this guy he's doesn't understand but he's like no you danger dangerous danger so I, you know, so what can I do, right? I can't, I can't even get mad. I'm just, I'm just frozen because I'm like just literally given this ticket and I, I can't do anything. You know, I can't, I can't even, I can't really even be mad. I can't because, yeah, okay, yeah, I did something wrong. I can't do anything. So then just my next thought process is like, how does this affect me and and all this kind of stuff and uh I think it doesn't affect me in like in terms of my overall license and stuff. We're just we use a Japanese sort of agreement license kind of thing, so should be okay. Um, but yeah, it was like an and it was the fine one. It was ninety bucks or like eighty five bucks. So that was sucked because you know we were, we had Ellen and I had talked about budgeting recently, and we were like being a little bit more financially savvy. Um, and yeah, I get this now. I get that. Get this ticket, and I'm thinking of all the the food I could eat with that eighty five bucks. All the, you know, well, yeah, basically just the food I could eat with that <laughs> money. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a waste. Uh, I'm trying to be 
I am pretty I've already already been vigilant and anxious about getting tickets so I've been like I've been pretty careful and this I did not ex- this is yeah I did not expect this um so yeah that was a good good ex- good experience <laughs> um yeah but that that sucked that kind of ruined my whole day couldn't you know yeah I think the part was that like I couldn't get even mad I just had to just hold it wasn't even the emotions were it was just emotionless almost at a certain point I was just like eh, meh, blah, blah, blah. that's kind of just how I felt couldn't get mad or couldn't communicate any of that my thought process <laughs> uh, anyways um think um kind of maybe that goes into along with yeah just that's part of being here in a new place and um trying to learn learn the culture and the different rules and stuff um and actually recently we i think i've gotten pretty um both ellen and i i have been pretty inspired to you know try to use this time that we have to learn different things and try to not let our brains sort of rot away (laughs) so you know i'm i'm still trying to study some medical stuff like uh dermatology which is what i eventually want to go into Um, so i'm kind of doing that on my own time or trying to do that at work um and then also i am there's a couple things maybe this is too much maybe you know i am worried about getting burnt out but it is something that you know we have we have time and we still you know explore japan but we're definitely um you know these are sort of just life things that i i want to sort of teach myself so i'm trying to learn some coding so i found a little python course that i'm taking and um you know have a little schedule each week to try to do it um it, had, it didn't really work out that well this week um but yeah i'm trying to be pretty systematic about it like i'll listen to podcasts about um coding and then i'll watch the lecture that day so i think that one i'm trying to do once a week um and yeah i you know wrote my first little program obviously it was just directed by the course but um yeah so that's been that's been fun um that's all it's all stuff that i've that's something that I've really wanted to learn. I mean, we use these computers and these programs, and when people talk about programming and all this kind of stuff, you know, you don't, I don't necessarily know what that means. So I think just getting into that world, I think, is really, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it, just using my brain a little bit more in different ways. And then also with the, um, you know, I was trying to learn Japanese, and Ellen has been really gung ho about that. Um, she's been doing really well. She's taking a Kumon class here. Um, and doing her and has a um, book that she's been using she she really has sort of a knack for uh, language Um, but you know I I started learning but then I was like you know I for my long-term future I should probably like if I'm gonna try to learn Japanese to a certain extent I I think I should actually probably learn Korean because I'm Korean and that's what I'll be using you know, I want to teach my kids that and whatnot. So, and Ellen is, is fluent. So, um, yeah, I've starting to do a little bit of Korean, uh, learning, uh, found like a free textbook from some Australian university that they use. So, um, actually I haven't, 
that one for the past few weeks I haven't even touched, but I, I am just, you know, watching YouTube videos or listening to a podcast um, um, about that. I, uh, what is that podcast called? Uh, I think it's, oh, it's called Talk to Me in Korean. Um, they have a bunch of units, so I'm starting from, like, the basic stuff. I know the basic stuff, but uh, sometimes I don't necessarily know the rules or why. I, I just know from hearing it and maybe speaking it as a kid and stuff. So it's really interesting to learn some of the super basic rules and the grammar things and to try to connect those things and connect the dots and make, make it make more sense. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm doing for that. And then, yeah, the dermatology stuff. So, um yeah, I guess all that to say is that, yeah, I'm, my Japanese, even the alphabet that I did learn and stuff, I, I <laughs> I'm, even that is kind of uh, waning a little bit, so I still should keep that up because I still need to understand some stuff here. Um, so yeah, that's been, um, it's been really, it's been really good to do that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, we're still able to enjoy Japan visited one of our friends in in Tokyo and we had this uh kaiseki did uh dinner it's kind of you know it's kind of like a coarse traditional Japanese meal um you know I don't know how like a succinct way to describe it or yeah what makes it kaiseki um but it's very like yeah it's typically coarse meal because uh, sometimes it's like stacked in little like bento boxes um there's some michelin star ones out there um sort of each element it's supposed to depend on the season um yeah very seasonal uh, each each dish sort of is supposed to maybe have a meaning or go well with um the design is supposed to sort of go well with the the food um and uh yeah it was just uh, it was just a cool experience. Um, we've had some before, but this one was really, this one was really cool. Um, and the food, yeah, the food was really amazing. Just, it's all really, it's usually really simple stuff. And this was a little bit westernized in, in that they were using some sort of like French technique, I guess. Um, but it was, um, yeah, super, I think it's at the core of sort of Japanese food is like simple, taking the ingredient and just, maximizing everything you can um every flavor every texture um with with keeping the core of of that dish um so this one had a lot of seafood um and they had this duck dish that they like had smoked with bamboo leaves previously so the smokiness was insane um it was super it was really thick but it was really tender uh, though yeah, those one of the best ducks I've had, um, and just like even just their they had like a little bit of soup with, uh, what was it in? Maybe just even like a piece of tofu. It was like that, like if you can imagine, like a little bowl of sort of clear broth with, like in the center is just one element, whether it's like a piece of vegetable or like tofu or something, and just the broth is just so, like I just don't know how they they make that because it's so concentrated but it's so clear still so I don't you know it's not like they're using like a bunch of meat or a, even seafood because it'll just dirty the, the the color so it 
but it has this depth of flavor that's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, that that kind of got us. You know, actually being here, we've been craving a lot of other, you know, non-Japanese food because, you know, because there it's such a homogenous place here. Even though they have some Western and Korean and all this uh, other Asian food, the other the other non-Japanese food is pretty hit or miss. So we we do crave um, some solid like some yeah like pho craving pho you know we crave korean food and luckily we can make some of it but just the some of the restaurants here don't do it you know they definitely have to japanify it a little bit but we did have we were craving panda express for the past six seven months and yeah we finally went to one up when we were up in tokyo oh we went to yeah before this so yeah that was amazing you know we just tunnel vision went straight for the fried rice and and orange chicken ellen claims that the orange chicken was a little bit different but that it still had that 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 sort of underground fried who knows where this oil has been flavor with that tangy that tangy orange that we all know from our childhood um that oh my gosh that i mean come on i don't care whatever authenticity who what does that mean who 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 cares is it good yeah that that's damn good um anyways before the uh uh, orange chicken and actually i was a little bit uh sick so i only had like a piece but before then we actually went to bon iver concert here um that was wow i mean i I'm not like in in love with like I don't I don't follow artists really I, I don't like get their albums or anything and listen to them I I hadn't I hadn't listened to any of his songs his new his this new album so I but which is I I love I mean I mean most of the time you can't even understand what he's saying let's be honest with all the electronics and even just his raw vocals sometimes you can't understand because he uses that falsetto and yeah you you can't understand what he's saying but you know it sounds amazing so. I was really excited and actually I don't know if you guys feel this way but I feel like concerts concerts are just for sort of the it's more just the experience but if you're really like a you know like an audiophile I guess um, who really loves the sound and really hearing hearing like really hearing the music um, you know most concerts I feel that you know they're just not they're not for that you know you can't you don't really hear the 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 equalization of everything is a little off the bass drum is usually too loud you you just can't hear it and everything's just loud um even i went to john mayer which is one of my favorite uh artists and uh, i went to his concert um and yeah i was a little disap I, i mean i loved it obviously and thank you ellen for getting i think it was my birthday i forgot some sort of present but yeah, and it was awesome being there and the experience of seeing John Mayer live. But you know, at the end of the day, like you can't, I would have, you could appreciate the sound of this, the the performances way better if it's on a you know on a video or, or um, yeah, just watching on YouTube. But this Bon Iver concert was amazing. The audio was amazing wow it and i i thought for them because you know they have like you know they have like two drummers 
who each can like sing and also they probably ha they have like a synthesizer and a piano next to them bon Iver has like three pianos around him you know bunch of guitars and their vocals are modulated sometimes then you have this uh, female pianist and singer and then you have this saxophonist slash guitarist bait and the bassist so you have all these elements i was like there's n i mean this is going to be just it's going to be loud and you're going to get sort of the element you're going to get the melody and stuff but you're not going to hear hear sort of the individual pieces but this this sound here was amazing it wasn't my ears weren't weren't you know screaming from pain or anything it was it was amazing um yeah that was definitely one of the best wow i, I don't think i even in the states there would have been a place that had audio quality like that that was the best concert i've i've been to and yeah their their music is just you know like i said i don't maybe the lyrics are saying are satanic lyrics or something who knows <laughs> who knows but the the sound and the music and you know just the musicality of things just it just it makes me move it makes me it it you know we're def definitely kind of grooving with it um and it was really cool because um we were there and it was packed at the first floor of the general admission area you couldn't really even you couldn't really even bounce like you couldn't really sway a little bit side to side or anything um and you kind of want to do like that hippie sort of swaying your arms you know left and right like you're at you know Coachella or like in the 70s or something and and you know you just kind of bounce up and down to the side and kind of maybe spin around a little bit kind of makes you want to do that but you couldn't do any of that so Ellen well we had kind of gotten into a fight wait I kind of forgot what the fight was about maybe I was being a dick anyways we we had eventually she like kind of had left and went upstairs um and then texted me eventually come upstairs and so i come up and you know there's someone blocking because i'm yeah the second second floor had uh just um people who paid for seats and uh just more space so we i went up there and i was like she said ellen texted me just tell them you forgot your ticket in your locker so i go and i'm like oh i, I forgot ticket in locker and, and they're like oh can you go get it and i'm like uh no but my wife is up there and I just kind of begged in that way. And then they were like, okay, all right. So they took me up and Ellen was there. And actually everyone here was <laughs> sitting. It's just such such a polite, you know, very, uh... actually in South Korea too, they some, some of their concerts, people are just mostly sitting actually and just appreciating the music, which I really like. Um, so these people were sitting, there was just a lot of space and there was sort of this corner where we were tucked away, where it was just us. Um, and so, yeah, it was literally just us with, like, we had, you know, five feet by five feet around us to, to kind of just bounce around <laughs> and enjoy the music. Um, that, so that was, wow, that was, yeah, that was really cool. Um, so then, yeah, after that, we had uh, Panda Express, which was great. Um, and then um, <laughs> along with sort of wanting to learn all these things, like coding and all this kind of stuff and a lot of it comes from maybe a little bit of anxiety you know i you know i'm like uh, uh, i feel like i'm wasting time i feel like you know 
feel like could be doing so much more see all the maybe other friends you compare yourselves to with what they're doing and I'm like ah like I just want to do other stuff and not only just for my personal growth but you know it's maybe it's a little bit of a little bit of competition and fear that I'm not keeping up or in some way you know um <laughs> to the point where now even I, I like don't want to watch sort of just typical shows um just rot your brain shows necessarily except terrace house which is yeah we're gonna continue to watch for the rest of our lives probably but one of them uh one of the aspects is like maybe i'll watch documentaries instead you know like if i have to if i am gonna watch something or listen to something maybe i listen to a financial podcast or listen to whatever you know like some sort of educational thing some sort of like counseling anxiety type of podcast um Oh, that's Pongi. He's awake. Can you hear his footsteps? Oh my goodness. Put his head on my lap. Um, good boy, good boy. Um, you want to get in on the podcast? Huh? <laughs> um, so yeah, one of the things is like watching documentaries, and even that now I'm now I'm at the point now that I've probably watched like six documentaries in the past like couple of weeks, and the Aaron Hernandez docu series, the uh, um, like Bikram yoga. Like I sometimes I'm into those sort of you know you get into those weird sort of kicks where you're into like serial killers and how they think or or. Um, or these uh, public figures and cult leaders like Bikram Yoga um, and how they develop and how their followers follow them and and what draws people to that I don't know it's just really fascinating it's all I'm just watching it sometimes when I'm you know I'm, I'm I have it on kind of in the background when I'm doing the dishes or something like that so it's not like I'm just sitting there and watching it usually um, but uh, yeah anyways i've been doing that but one of the things i'm trying to watch some good movies too and one of the things is uh parasite uh which yeah you guys all should watch it's one of the best you know how different movies you kind of you hear reviews about or something and then i don't know i'm kind of the one of one of the types of people if i sort of trust the reviewer even if i don't actually you tend to believe and adopt you know their quotes or what they're saying about the mu- movie because maybe they say it in a more elegant way than you can i can or you can <laughs> so i'm trying to take a step back and i do actually want to watch it again because i the movie was amazing i i and whatever like being korean and all I, it's i don't i honestly don't really care like i think maybe having korean basically i you know i don't love it just because it was made by korean people um but i think i don't know maybe subconsciously there's an element of that but i do think that the korean culture adds there's a lot of movies that come out of korea like old boy and stuff that i think the different cultures of different different areas have have an influence on the pacing on sort of different symbolism, on different cultural aspects that still speak to a larger audience, um, but are definitely more specific to um, that that area and that spe- that sort of specific culture. Um, and I think this is one of those that uh, 
this one had sort of that i think korean this is what i love about these kind of korean films they their violence can be really violent but they know how to infuse humor whether it's it's body language or the way the camera is set or the cinematography or or um the actual acting they know how to infuse that without it being i, f- I feel like it's really I don't, i'm not sure if i really see it in a, a lot of american films or american actors where they can it's they, where they can in- infuse that comedic element um like i think maybe they they can maybe they did it with like ryan reynolds and deadpool but when i even when i watched that it just seems so like oh they're pandering that's like that's the character and they're sort of pandering to like they need to make it that way to make it light to make it palatable to younger people sometimes or or even kids like oh that joke was for the kids whereas i feel like a lot of times korean films they're you know being funny and having awkward awkwardness and body language that's funny is sort of a natural part of being a human so yeah you can be a villain but you can also have those elements too um and uh i think the korean actors and stuff can at least these ones in this movie can do it really well so this just had so many elements and the big thing i like about it is just that the pacing the pacing of the movie was awesome yeah and when you look back at other people's analysis of it you see sort of the symbolism and and the way it was directed and how that how that uh lends how that you know elevates the movie um but at the end of the day it's just it's just a fun fun story pace is amazing uh, the acting is is awesome um you care you end up caring about what there's like maybe seven eight different characters you care every one of them has an 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 aspect um an element to to uh um providing sort of depth to the movie um everyone is there for a purpose and you end up caring i i ended up sort of you get engaged with all the characters i guess that's that's the way to put it um yeah (laughs) man that's yeah i need to watch it again um yeah and i think that's it all right, punksters, you want to go out? You want to go out to go pee-pee? And then doggy voice, dog voice, such a weird... It's like baby baby talk, dog talk. I think everyone also calls their dog a pup, puppy. Like, oh, my little puppy, my little doggo. Even though they might be like 15 years old or something, you know? You'll always be a little puppy. Okay. All right, that's it. Just want to do this while this was longer than I thought. Um, See you guys soon.